careful with it, would you? And, uh, bye. Thanks for saving me from the Chuck Norris marathon with the snack run, Carly. No problem. Don't get me wrong. Sharing a motel room with him after a hunt is an awesome way to celebrate. But the man's choice in movies is iffy, even on a good day. What about mine? Digging into the law was not my idea of downtime after we cleaned out that nest. I'm coming back with nothing even remotely close to natural in it. Besides, you know I'm itching to take the wheel without your Mr. Backseat Driver in his comments. What? Someone's by the car. Of course. The one time he parks a mile away from the rooms. Really, Sandra? That's what you're going with for weapons? Well, Dean never uses them. Because throwing stars are as good of an idea as those films he makes you sit through. Oh, put the demon blade away. It's our old partner in crime. Hey, I guess you're wanting to tag along again? Well, come on in before Sam turns on the puppy dog eyes and makes me cave and bring him a salad, which I'm not going to do. I'm not a kale delivery system. All right. Well, you know Dean's house rules in baby. Driver picks the music, shotgun shuts his cake hole, and the ones in the back enjoy the ride, idling in the Impala. Hope you like meatloaf. For a snack? Music. Sandra. Music. Welcome to Idling in the Impala a podcast by and for lovers of Supernatural and the fanfic it inspires. I'm Carly. I'm Sandra, and we are off-roading today with the boys. And it's Ooh. not the boys. It's not our Winchester boys. It's the boys on Amazon Prime from the show The Boys, created by Eric Kripke, and also based on the comics of the same name. You can probably guess why we've been watching and discussing and are eager to get into this um, for those. Mm-hmm. Well, everybody knows Jensen's in season three of the boys as soldier yeah. boy. But um, I had been watching last year's when I started and it was on my radar for a show that I wanted to watch, but hadn't. And then of course, when the news came out that Jensen was going to be on it, I'm like, Ted, we got to start watching this show. <laughs> we got to get caught up. Not realizing it was going to be almost two years later before I think the announcement that we would actually get to yep. see him as Soldier Boy. And it's been a drip and a drop and a whole bit of this and a little bit of that. And then it was all of a sudden, oh, my God, the press and the everything that's been happening the last, I think, two or three weeks leading mm-hmm. up to it has been amazing it's been the one little bit of brightness <laughs> in my life i, I will say i, I have like never it noted. that much jensen ever like everywhere so it was pretty it was pretty amazing yeah and yeah no so i would like it noted fucking jared stayed with cw you know what cw advertises <laughs> fucking nowhere you know what amazon prime advertises everywhere, everywhere. bitches so jared was like I got this whole new cool TV show. I mean, it's pants, but we'll, we'll not hold that against him. He's pretty. But he's like, I got this whole new TV show. And then there was like no fucking press, no promos, 
no fuck all. And then he was like, my TV show's got a second season. Again, no press, no promos, mm-hmm. no fuck all. I think he did like some interviews with like magazines and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Been on um, the Inside of You podcast a couple of times. And I'm mm-hmm. like, Jared, please, please. Could you just, you couldn't have done like one season of like a really shitty streaming show. Like just so like Netflix or Amazon would have jetted you around the world and we could have seen you in London or Paris and in suits and with your hair done. Oh. I'm mad, people. I'm 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 not mm. mad. This has been like the best time to be a Jensen Ackles fan ever. But I'm 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 low-key mad because it seems like he does loads of shit and Jared does approximately nothing. And it's well, just I think it's I I think that's a choice though, right? I mean I'm seeing Jensen just everywhere, and I think it's by choice. I mean, he, I, I mean, again, like he was in Big Sky. Nobody knew that was going to happen, and all of a sudden that dropped. I'm like, what? When did you have time to do that too? In between everything else, and he's supposed to return. The, to boy, that, the boys you know? finished. The boys finished. Finished fucking filming like a year ago. No, but I just and, mean like I mean, all the stuff like between the Winchesters and like all the other stuff that he's been doing too. Like, when did he decide to do mm-hmm. that? You know, there's a lot, there's a lot going on, I think, behind the scenes for him. Um, so it was just surprising, yeah, but in a great way, you know. I'm like, yay, okay, I think- just keep piling it on. We didn't have him for a, like a year. <laughs> Yeah, like, boom, boom, I boom. think he maybe he maybe got a little bit burned by Rust, you know, and mm-hmm. that was that was like announced, and then it was it went it went so horribly wrong, of course. Yeah, that I think he's keeping all his other projects to himself now. Mm-hmm. I think that's why there was no no nothing about Blue Sky until it was like imminently going to air, and of course he, he couldn't really help the boys because he yeah. announced that. I think he's a super superstitious dude anyway. Like I think he tends not to want to really talk about a lot of stuff until it's you know, close to being actually happening. So yeah. maybe that's, that's part of it too. Um, but yeah, so yeah. I wanted to know, how do you want to do this? Do you want to do talking about like, do you want to talk about some characters first? Do you want to talk about the seasons first? Um, like your overall impression? How did you want to do that? Cause my list on my page has oh my some things that I wrote down of season one, season two, and I just I just mentally like made a list of like the different characters, you know, like some things about. Well, she has a list. I do. She has a list. I prepare. You know what I I'm looking at right now? Just I am behind the scenes, behind the curtain. <laughs> No, 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 no. I'm going to be in a minute now. <laughs> if you've got a list of episodes and stuff, I'm going to be loading up IMDb. No, I'm just looking at our meeting agenda just on, on Google Docs. And I'm not even reading it. It's just it's just there. That's just what's open on my page. I'm not looking at anything. And now I'm thinking, shit, what happened at the start of season one? Because I didn't make no notes. I didn't make any notes. I was like, nah, I'll be fine. I'll probably wing it. So yeah, I guess. I, you're you're good at wanna... winging it. You're good at winging it. So it'll be fine. <laughs> though yeah that's that's how i get through my job (laughs) (laughs) bullshit my way through so spoiler alerts here i guess um if you haven't watched the boys if you're planning to watch it but you haven't got around to it yet maybe this is not the episode for you Mm -hmm. Uh, go watch it and then come back Mm -hmm. so spoiler alerts for seasons one two and the first three episodes of season three yep um so i don't know i guess i guess we can go we can go by season i suppose okay um so do you want to, you've just done the rewatch. I've just done the first watch. Do you want to share your thoughts? Yeah. I mean, I think initially like season one, season one is like the 
building up season, right? So we get to, first we get introduced to Huey um, and his girlfriend, Robin. And I think that's the first, oh my God, what just happened uh, moment. I will say funny aside, because my husband and I obviously do not know how to navigate Amazon Prime, at least when we first started watching. Somehow, (laughs) when we started watching, we thought we were watching season one, episode one, but we ended up starting season two, episode one. And it started with a recap, like 10 seconds. And the first thing we saw was Huey's girlfriend just getting obliterated into nothing. And we're like, and we just saw hands. We saw him holding hands. We're like, what just happened? Okay. Then we had to go back. We did that. We also did that with Game of Thrones. We did, we, we, we just, we are not good with navigation when it comes to that, but (laughs) went back, started watching. So we knew that was going to happen. And we saw that in the beginning um, with Huey, um, you know, his girlfriend, accidental which is a theme with these superheroes they just don't seem to give a shit of doing things in any safe manner whatsoever when it comes to the public um atrian just blasts through his girlfriend huey's a mess and then ends up um you know in some way with butcher who comes around as like hey you know i'm fbi and can we just (laughs) state first of all I love being a fan of Supernatural and knowing the creator, Eric Kripke, and seeing some of these things occur again in the boys, like the whole thing with the FBI. I'm like, that's what Sam and Dean do. And it's just like, okay, there we go. So that kind of stuff. But so Huey gets involved in trying to, um, I think, find some more information for Butcher about Homelander. Homelander is the person that is responsible for Butcher's wife, Becca, um, being going missing and assumed dead. Um, yeah. Butcher tries to figure out what's going on with that. Turns out at the end of the season, we find out, nope, Becca's still alive. And she is the mother of um, Homelander's son, Ryan. And through all of that, we get to see the behind the scenes of the soups, the Vought the seven and all of the different superheroes we get a little more backstory about each one we get a little more backstory mm-hmm. about butcher's group that are called the boys we get introduced to some new soups that are supposedly villainous but then we get more of a backstory as to why that's happened with them um there's a mm-hmm. lot of just build up and i know immediately i mean I hate Homelander with a passion. Um, He's, and I know a lot of people, I guess he like love to hate him. Right. But I just, I do. Yeah. He's just, he's just the most horrid. And when I was, and there's a lot of, there's politics, there's, there's a lot of things thrown in, but he immediately to me is just, he's like Trump to me, you know, and in this very sociopath, um, I want to yeah, be loved. Yeah, I can see that. I have no empathy for anyone else around me. Um, it's all about mm-hmm. me, me, me. And I know he was, you know, brought up in, you know, um, a hospital or whatever. Didn't have a didn't have a mom and dad. Was kind of like just, you know, I guess mm-hmm. I'm still trying to figure out. Was he just 
I guess as a baby just injected, I guess like just right off the bat. So like, we just don't know. I don't, I don't know, I don't know because story on that. Really. He said it was, it was episode, was it episode three? The birthday, the birthday one. Mm-hmm. Cause he said, he said to that, the girl on the roof that he was poured out of a test tube. Like mm-hmm. he never had parents. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if he was like the first made superhero mm-hmm. maybe mm-hmm. um you know as instead of just in, injecting with compound v i don't know because we don't know we don't know how old he is do we he could no. be you know one of the younger ones it's just that he's really powerful yeah, um, yeah. so I, I don't know for me he's he's just the absolute epitome of narcissism and it's so it like it's funny, but it's not funny because there are people out there that genuinely, genuinely behave like that and they're, they're mm-hmm. terrible, terrible people. Yeah. And he is equally a terrible, terrible person. But it's like, he's just like a child stamping his feet. Yeah. And, you know, just just stamping his feet and demanding things. But he has the leverage of a man and especially a superhero as well. But deep down, it's it's just a child who... Has probably honestly never been denied anything because everyone's always been scared of him. Yeah. So there's no frame of reference for the word no. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And it's just I, I can't I cannot truly hate him because Anthony Starr plays him so well. Yeah. Yeah. That I'm just I'm just in awe of it. Every time I look at him, I'm like, holy shit. How did you, how did you like the um like in season one the whole the relationship that he had with uh, Madeline. Stillwell, Avot, and um, all that. <laughs> I don't know. When it first started, I was um, I was li- a little bit squicked out. Um, mm-hmm. But then, like, I don't know. I got <laughs> kindly into that weird, like, Oedipal relationship. <laughs> it was kind of because it, like, it 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 was ob- like it was obviously kink, and there was like quite a few of of my like kink notes hit that. Uh-huh. So I was like, yeah, all right. This is fine. Uh, <laughs> I said that to my husband because she, um, Madeline dies at the end of season mm-hmm. one. And I said to my husband, I was like, oh, no, I'm bummed. I was kind of into her weird, <laughs> weird relationship with Homelander. And he looked at me like I'd grown a th- like three heads. And yeah. I was like, oh, no, it was fucked up. But I was, I was kind of into it as well. <laughs> yeah. But I think like you said, she it was, was very reminiscent of how two, like at the end of the day, she's just scared of him. Right. Like, but she's just trying to use whatever leverage she could over him yeah. to keep him in line, to keep him subdued, to keep him quote unquote happy. Um, and then you mm-hmm. find out too, like, I mean, he was a part of the whole reason that compound V, you know, got out was because his bright idea was, well, you know, let's make some super terrorists so that we have something to fight. And, you know, we have this, this physical symbol of evil here that you know we as america Mm. can overcome and again it's all this manufactured stuff and how much of that is a reflection of how much is manufactured you know in our government to yeah you know kind of deflect and 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 make people pay attention to this and not pay attention to what's going on here um it was yeah I no I liked it I I I I like Elizabeth Shue I mean she hasn't been in a ton of stuff but I like her as an actress I just remember her from the 80s and she's one of like my 
yeah. my favorite actresses growing up. Um, she's in Adventures in Babysitting, an awesome movie. If there's anyone out there who would want to watch it, it's in 80s. It's like Goonies, uh, reminiscent. It's kids on an adventure for one night. It's, oh, it's cool. fun. It's fun. It's a fun movie. I, um, I checked I checked her IMDb page so many times because I was like, she's so familiar. Mm-hmm. I must know her from somewhere. But she hadn't, like, I hadn't seen anything else that she'd been in. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, I think she was in Hollow Man with Kevin Bacon, which she I might have, have seen. Did you, you never saw The Karate Kid? Because she was in the first one of that. No. Okay. That's okay. No, no I, I never saw the originals. I never saw the remakes. I don't watch Cobra Kai on Netflix. You are I'm, about the same age as my brother. So I'm always asking him, have you seen this? And he's like, nope. I'm like, okay, you probably should at some point. Go watch this. <laughs> yeah. No, I checked. I checked her page mm-hmm. quite a few times. And she's no, from Delaware. Uh, she's from Delaware. But she's she is from Delaware. I did. I did see that. Like, oh, she's. <laughs> See, that's another reason why I'm like, yay, let's put shoes in it. Um, and she looks really yay. good for her age. Looks really good for her. She age. does. Um, she does. So we got okay. So, so thoughts on Butcher? How about thoughts on Butcher? Thoughts on Butcher? I I like him. Well, mm-hmm. no, that's that's not true. That's not true. I did. I don't know how I feel about him because I do like him, and I mm-hmm. I like him a lot more now. He's figured out what accent he wants to use. <laughs> Because the first few episodes of season one were horrifically bad of me just like cringing at the screen going, oh, fucking hell. Like, you know, if you talk to me about this, talk to me accent. about this, talk to me about the accent, talk to me about why. It's... Well, he's like, what was he like, going for? What, what what mix of stuff was he trying for that he failed at miserably? Well, Carl, Carl Urban's, he's he's a Kiwi, he's from, from New Zealand, so uh-huh. obviously he's got like a, a New Zealand accent. Right. And he was trying, he was trying to go for like, um, like a kind of like East End Cockney gangster kind of mm-hmm. accent. Uh-huh. Um, and the way, the way I described it was, to my husband was, it's like if Dick Van Dyke did a Guy Ritchie gangster movie. <laughs> it's so bad. Like it settles down. But the mm-hmm. first, the first few episodes is this really, really like over the top, mm-hmm. you know, like f- mockney accent almost. Uh-huh. It's like nobody from London has ever spoken like this ever. Um, but then he couldn't, he couldn't hold it mm-hmm. for like a long period of time. Mm-hmm. So he'd start off really heavy, and then as he got like into dialogue with other characters, he it'd slip back, and he'd get like his normal Kiwi would come out. Okay. And then he'd, you know, he'd remember. So suddenly you'd get like a few really heavy Cockney words and then yeah. it'd slip back a little bit. Yeah. And he couldn't, he couldn't find his, couldn't find Butcher's voice. Ted and I had no episodes, clue what he was saying for a few episodes. We just put <laughs> subtitles on because we're like, between him and Frenchie, we're like, we got to use subtitles because I, we just couldn't, we just couldn't between them. But yeah, I was like, I have no oh, idea what he's doing. Do you know, but <laughs> no, Do you know what's funny though? He's a Kiwi and he couldn't hold an accent, couldn't hold a, a UK, a Cockney accent. Mm. Anthony Starr's also a Kiwi. Mm-hmm. And you wouldn't fucking tell, would you? Yeah. Doesn't no. slip for a second, does it? No, no. It reminds it me of, it's like, it's like, um, oh God, and, Andrew Lincoln, who plays Rick in The Walking Dead, or played Rick in The Walking Dead. I didn't know until I was a long way into The Walking Dead that he was actually... British he's actually he's got quite a 
quite a posh British accent. Okay. Because it doesn't fucking falter for a second. Mm-hmm. And I know I'm the only one out of the three of us that watches The Walking Dead. Uh-huh. But it does not not for a second. He's it's so consistent. And it's like it's like comparing Anthony Starr to um Carl Urban. It's like comparing Andrew Lincoln to Richard Armitage. They're both British, mm-hmm. but Andrew Lincoln, he can hold an accent like something not right. Richard Armitage, no matter what accent he's trying to do, bless him. And he's done a lot of them. He's oh, he's had a go. He even tried to be American in the Hannibal TV show. Oof, give it a good go and all. Bless mm. him. Doesn't matter what he's doing, his natural accent comes out. Okay. And it doesn't mm-hmm. matter if he's trying to be like um like posh British. I mean, he's he's like a little bit posh British, but he doesn't come from like the south of England. He comes from the like northern, northerner mm. part of England. Okay. Um, but it just just doesn't matter. Just that yeah. that Lancashire accent will not be contained. It will <laughs> not. So if like if you haven't watched Hannibal, you have to like first of all, you should watch it, it's great. Mm-hmm. But even though season three of Hannibal fucking sucks, you gotta watch it for the last the last half of it because that's the bit that Richard Armitage is in okay. because he plays Francis Dollarhide from um from the Red Dragon books and the Red Dragon movie. Because the first two seasons of Hannibal are like their own thing. Mm-hmm. And then the last season of that, it's like the first half of it is like a redo of the Hannibal TV show. And then the second half of it is a redo of the Red, uh, the Hannibal movie. Mm-hmm. And then the second half is a redo of the Red Dragon movie. And it all it all gets a bit weird. And it ends weird. And that, it's not a great season. All right. But it's worth it. Like, stick to it. Because, okay. like, the two main characters are, you know, they're good actors. It's good. It's worth it. Stick with it. But no, go go and watch it. And go, go and watch. Go and watch Richard Armitage. Okay. Trying to do an American accent. <laughs> And just fuck it up so bad. Like Maybe that's what oh, they called him God butcher Lord. because he just butchers. He just he, he oh, butchers. God. He butchers. Yeah, he butchers the accent. Yeah, so bad. No, I, Ooh, I I I think it's not as it's not as bad now. I think you're right. I think he, but again, that's that's learning. You know, learning the character too. So I think you got to give them a little bit of, you know, a learning curve for for that. Um, but uh, mm-hmm. yeah, no, I, I I like him. Um, I think he's a good foil to Homelander. I think he he has a lot of the same, I think, issues, you know, that Homelander does, but just not as black and white. Mm. I think he's a little more gray. Like you you want to try to figure out his reasoning behind it, and they give you a little more. I think in season two, they give you backstory about his father and how much of a hard ass he was, and you know, you learn that he'd had a brother that was a lot like Huey, apparently. And um, Huey mm-hmm. becomes known as, I think, Butcher's Canary. So kind of like, you know, the one that kind of like mm-hmm. is supposed to help him regulate and stay on the straight and narrow or remind him when things are going off the rails kind of thing. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Huey, what do you think of of Huey? I like him so much. I like him. I was a bit, I don't know, because he seemed, I was a bit like, oh, he's wimpy. But then it, his his reactions, they felt like they shouldn't fit because they were too normal. Yeah. You know, like too, too appropriate. And they didn't seem to fit in the world. Right. You know, like, oh, shit, I just blew this person up and I'm, I'm covered in guts and I'm going to have a fucking breakdown. Yeah. That's a perfectly, perfectly normal reaction to what had happened with Translucent perfectly normal yeah but it just didn't 
it's just in the fit in the in the world and the, the characters and everything. But the more it's gone on, the more he's he's adjusted. Yeah. He's like the audience. I think yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. I think he's really, you know, really come on. And I, I like the way that he was really quite not like he didn't defer to Butcher, but he didn't really open his mouth and question him that much in the beginning. And mm-hmm. now he's quite defiant and he's, you know, he's going to do his thing and yeah. he's still going to help, mm-hmm. but he's not going to be pushed around. He's not going to be told what to do anymore. And yeah. I'm, I, I like that. Yeah. I do like that. So no, we're team team Huey. I'm I'm down for Huey. And like how about that. um and his girlfriend? Starlight. And Starlight as well. Yes. Or are we gonna go through the boys first? No, we can do that. We can do Starlight too. I'm I'm just checking off once we talk about them on my list. <laughs> <laughs> She's there with her list, people. She's there with her list. Yes, yeah, Starlight. Starlight. So Starlight is Starlight is Bay. I love her so much. <laughs> she's she's the bestest. I love her. I would just, she's so, I was like, I understood what they were doing with the character when they were like, oh, sweet little innocent girl from Iowa. And oh no, is, is, is Vought going to corrupt her? Is she going to be a superhero? You know, like um, country girl in the big city kind of thing. And I was like, I could see what they were doing. And I was kind of like, oh, really? Like this, like of all the things you could do, this is what you're going to do. But she's turned into a badass and I'm really here for it. Yeah. I could, could not be more here for it. The thing with the Christian creep fest, the Christian the believe the, thing, I think is what it was called. The, the yeah. Creepy, yeah, creepy shit, like fucking weird, creepy. But when That's she stood up accurate. and she was like, "No, <laughs> none of this, absolutely none of this," I was like, "Yes, yeah. you go, girl." And yeah. she's just got better and better and better as the show's gone on. And I, I, I just, I love her so much. Love so her. let's go flip that. And go to the deep because I know your thoughts on 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 the deep. I fucking hate him. I hate him so much. I was kind of like, because it wasn't a really like if it had been like a really, you know, gratuitous torture porn, you know, no holds barred scene, I that I might have had to stop watching. But because because it wasn't, I was like, okay, this is awful, but like, it's fine. But I was just like deep fucking loathing right from the off and they've they've done all the different things with him and oh boohoo he got sent out to be in a bumfuck nowhere and this is so awful and he's married this woman and this is and i'm still just like you're a fucking horrible human being Mm. just fuck off i don't care where they send you go away Mm -hmm. oh you bought mave the camera that get the footage out fuck off yeah. <laughs> there's yeah. there's nothing this man could do to redeem himself. And then he did that thing at the end of season three that we'll get to. And I'm like, oh, you spineless come. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. No. I feel like Hate. he's he just he has no I don't even know if he really has his own personality. Like I just don't think he knows who or what he is and that. He's just no. constantly making the worst possible decisions. Uh, mm. It's it's. I will say that the scene where you know he basically takes advantage um, of Starlight's like, well, you know, if you want to, if you want to stay, you know, in the seven. Ugh. That that scene I thought was worse than anything else could have been because it's so very real. 
um, yeah, in terms of the decisions and the placement that females are put in in all sorts of situations mm-hmm. and scenarios, and how power, you know, yeah. just takes it all away from the individual and the victim. And I like the, I like the trajectory that she's kind of going on and how she's dealt with it and is, you know, trying to build off of that and use, use her strength, Mm -hmm. you know, to get over that. Cause at the end of the day, it's, it's something she has to deal with, but then she's, you know, being put in these situations again and again, where she's being manipulated too, um, but still trying to figure out how does she, how does she use the influence that she has for good? Yeah. Um, but deep, um, Tim and I just watch him. We're just like, he's just such an, he's just such an idiot. <laughs> he's just such an idiot. He really is. He's he's dumb as rocks. And I'll I mean, say Chase someone... Crawford does a good job playing him. So oh yeah. Stupid. Yeah, yeah. So um, there's no there's nobody there's nobody in the show that I go. You're badly cast. <laughs> yeah. You know, nobody. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like you know, like obviously we're always we're always going to hype up Supernatural, but like you're. I suppose it's a bit different because the the boys has like a, a really solid core cast where Supernatural had like different people in for every episode. Yeah. But you know, like there would be certain characters and you think, mm-hmm. yeah. no, yeah, no, yeah, no. you know, Asmodeus, we're, Whereas, not, we're not dealing with you, Asmodeus, Mr. Colonel, Kentucky Fried Chicken. That's <laughs> not working. Horrific, you know. I was thinking of like some of the angels they got in as well. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. oh no, really? Mm-hmm. That was a okay, that was a fucking choice. <laughs> um, but there's no there's nobody, there's nobody in the boys that I think, oh, you know who would have played that better, or you know who would have done a better job with that. There's mm-hmm. there's nobody. So yeah. yeah, I hate the character, I despise them, <laughs> but the actor does a bomb job of playing them. And if someone had told me, I know that we haven't really discussed the plot of, of season two yet, mm-hmm. but it's <laughs> If someone had told me, Sandra, who watched the show before me mm-hmm. and they did not fucking advise me of this, if someone had told me, right, that A, he had gills, I would have been like, all right, I'll make sense. That B, those gills talk to him and C, have the voice of Patton Oswald. Yeah. And they sing to him as well. If somebody had told me that before I started the show, I might have had second thoughts. You would have been like, are you high? <laughs> Yeah, I really would have been like, Sandra, what the fuck are you watching? Are you high? And honestly, it's the craziest fucking scene. And it comes out of nowhere. And it happens exactly once. And it's never discussed again. Yep. It just fucking never comes up again. Well, because he was was on shrooms. And that was how he processed it. And it was Patton Oswalt telling, you know, singing, you are so beautiful. And it was, yeah, Ted and I were just like, wow. Yeah, it was amazing. Insane. It was amazing, though. I was just like, "Oh my god, that's like I know that voice. You know that voice, right?" And I'm like, "I know that voice, yes." And we were listening, and I'm like, "Oh, it's that, it's that comedian, right?" And he's like, "Yeah," and I'm like, "Okay, yeah." Quite the. Oh no, quite the I, I I knew it was. I knew who it was immediately. I've liked Patton Oswalt, yeah, uh, as a comedian for a long time, and I've yeah. I've watched Ratatouille more. I've never watched that. I guess I should watch that. Yeah, never watched that. Okay, that's on my list. Watch it. It's great. 
but so no, I've adventure I've, and babysitting in mine is Ratatouille. <laughs> yeah, but no, I, I've watched Ratatouille more times than I probably should have watched it. But I have I have young children, so I'm allowed to watch Disney yeah, movies endlessly. Um, but no, I, I recognized it immediately and I was like, what is happening? Yeah. I like grabbed my husband and I was like, why didn't you fucking warn me? And he was like, I don't remember. Doesn't do well with remembering shows that, you know, like if you watch a show and something happens and you're like, oh shit, that's horrendous. And then you know that somebody you love is going to be watching that show after you. Like, am I the only person that thinks I should probably warn them about that? Maybe I am. Cause he didn't fucking warn me about half the shit that happened in season two. And I won't hold season three against him because he was watching it at the same time as me. Mm-hmm. Although he did make me rewatch that scene and I'm not all right with that. Aww. But we will we will get, we'll get to there. that scene. Get, there. We'll get um, there. Let's see. So how about some more Butcher's buddies? Like M.M. Uh, I like I like M.M. Frenchy. I like his OCD. It's so, it's so <laughs> on point. And he's just so... You could tell he's like the voice of reason, you know, for a lot of this, for a lot of the people in yeah. the group. And I just, and I, I love how he and Frenchie just go at it sometimes, or at least in the very beginning, the first few episodes when they mm-hmm. were together. And then you understand, yeah. like, you know, the, the reason for, you know, all of the, I guess, hate or vitriol too, like with Frenchie not knowing what he had done um, with Mallory's grandkids when he was supposed to be watching the soup and stuff you mm-hmm. get that in season two um i like frenchie a lot he's just but he's also like him. he's always on something <laughs> but I, I like that <laughs> yeah um, but it's like ah he's cute he's yeah. cute i like him he makes yeah. he makes me laugh he's funny yeah. i like i like his arguments i like the way that when he's really like really stressed really angry he revert to french mm-hmm. you know he mm-hmm. just he really oh, a huge fan of that and i love I love, love uh, the relationship between him and Kimiko. Mm-hmm. Love yeah. it. Yeah. Love it. I thought it was, you know, it was good in the beginning when he was the only one that would give her a chance and it's blossoming mm-hmm. into something beautiful. Yeah. And I don't think that, I don't think it's romantic and maybe it's not going to be romantic, but it's beautiful anyway. Mm. And I love it. And she's taught him her, her language, you know, sort of starting at the end of, of season two. Yeah. And it's just... It's nice. And he calls her, like doesn't it. he call her, her his heart? Is that, am I, am I wrong when I hear that? No, like Mon, Moncor or whatever? I mean, that's heart, right? Um, I think so. Okay. I'll so, Google it. Yeah. I think that's what he's saying. Because um, Italian, it's quarry. So I'm pretty sure. And I, I think, he, and he says Putin a lot, which I'm pretty sure is bitch in French. Because in Italian, it's Bhutan. So I'm like, it sounds, sounds very similar. Um, so I, I like, yeah. I like the curses and everything. Uh, he, he does a, it he does is, a job. it is. Okay. It is my heart. Okay. Yeah. Which That's is sweet. the super sweet. Yeah. yeah. I'm, um, I'm really into that. And, and Kimiko is a, a badass. I just like, it was, I, I, she did a lot in season one. Um, and then, you know, season two, uh, we talk about that too, but, um, Okay, let me see. I think mm-hmm. I got all of the boys. Um, uh, we missed it. We're missing a couple of soups. Fuck him, man. I don't. <laughs> I don't. I don't have the energy to hate him with the same level yeah, of the deep. genuine vitriol I have for the deep. But I'm just yeah. like, he's just every, and that's obviously supposed to be his character. He's every fucking jock. Mm-hmm. He's every like sports kid. Yeah. from any high school you want to grab who's just never grown up 
Mm-hmm. He's always had this one thing that makes him cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so fuck it, he can do what he wants. He's, he's he can run really fast. He's cool. He can do what he wants. And it's interesting how um, sort of the the plot line that he's on now is he can't do his one thing anymore. Yeah. What does he do now? Mm-hmm. I I think they're trying to garner some sympathy for him, and I'm not here for it because I'm just like you're an arrogant douchebag, and you can fuck off. Yeah. And I don't. I can't summon the 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 true level of of hate for a train that I have for. Uh, How about with his girlfriend? Um, that relationship, the the whole issue, like um, pop claw in season one. Yeah. How about that scene? That was... How about that scene with her when she was trying to her um her landlord? I know why I know I've told you <laughs> I this. Know. I can I just I can't a lot of these scenes I just can't watch. So I just turn my head and I just look at Ted and he's just <laughs> giving me commentary is what's happening. And that was just like <laughs> that was so that was so cringy. I did that with the the final scene with Deep. Mm. In episode three, I just turned my head and I was like, you yeah, need to let me know yeah. when he either does or does not do this thing because I will not be observing yeah. Yeah. what is happening right now. Yeah. Um, no, it was I thought I thought it, I thought it was a you know a nice, a nice bit of levity. But again, that really played into my um my dislike of him because he was he, you know, he he but he basically murdered her. Yeah. Yeah. No, and not not like in a fit of passion, like oh you cheated on me or yeah. you know anything like that. He's like, you're the love of my life. You're the love of my life. I love you so much, but I'm going to keep you in hiding, and I won't, I won't let you come to any events with me. And then because you are now, you've compromised me. I'm just going to flat out murder you. Yeah, because it's in my and best interest like, to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm just like, you have. You have no redeeming features whatsoever, mm-hmm. but I don't. You're not interesting enough for me to actively hate you. Yeah. yeah. So I'm just. Yeah. How about you Stormfront know? when, when you first saw her? See, I liked her in the very beginning when she came in. She was just so cocky and just so. I think I think a great actress. Again, she did an awesome job with the character. Yeah, great actress. Because I really like I liked her tenor. Like, oh, this is cool. She's gonna like, she's gonna, she's gonna just shake things up and just like be like she's she doesn't give a shit. And then we're like, oh no, no, why are they doing that? And I'm like, oh, as soon as as soon as like the the twist was coming, and you start seeing little bits of things happening, like maybe the second or third episode in with her character, like, oh, there's something really wrong with her, isn't there? And then finding out she was mm-hmm. the first soup um, and that she was actually the wife of, like, I think Frederick Vaught, right? So she was the first one that he yeah. experimented uh, Compound V on. Um, I guess, hey, great. Like, how do you have that conversation? Like, oh, by the way, honey, <laughs> do you want to try this yeah. experimental? I mean, I guess it was all, if it was all for, you know, making sure the race gets what they need, I guess she was all for it. But it was just very, again, very over the top, but still so timely about everything that's going mm. on. Um, But yeah, yeah. she was just... See, I went I went a completely different way with her. I disliked her right from the start. Okay. Like right away from the off. Because she was like she was loud, 
And yeah. I didn't dislike her because she was loud and brash. I was like, yeah, you go, girl. But she was so almost dismissive, not so much just Starlight because Starlight was still new, mm-hmm. but like, did she truly think if the way to shake Vaught up was to be loud and be mouthy and, you know, make accusations on videos and things like that, that Maeve wouldn't have already done that? It was mm-hmm. disrespectful, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. to come in and imply, as I say, not so much towards Starlight because she was still new as well, but Maeve had been in the seven for quite a while and like, you know, she didn't necessarily agree with it, but she knew the way to to proceed was to put her head down and get things done. Mm. Um, so I was I was like anti Stormfront on that front. Okay. And then the whole thing about her being Liberty and, and beating beating mm-hmm. that black kid to death. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, I was like, oh yeah, fuck you. And yeah. then it was like, woo, surprise Nazi. And I was like, fucking all right. I've got a whiplash now. <laughs> fuck you. Just no absolutely not and then she oh my god in season two when when uh she's playing happy families with homelander and ryan yeah um super and he's trying to get him to use his powers and it says he says um it helps if you picture someone that you hate mm. um and he's like well i don't hate anybody because he's eight yeah. and he's a little muffin yeah. of a human being who's like he's been like swaddled all his life he's a muffin he doesn't know and she's like, oh, it's called white genocide. There are people who want to kill us for the color of our skin. And I was like, oh, yeah. not in this climate, bitch. Not in yeah. this fucking climate. So yeah. I was, if I love, if I love to hate Homelander, I fucking hate the level of hatred I have for her is, oh, yeah. it's awful. I hate her and all that. And it, like, I get it. And it was meant to be controversial and it was meant to be decisive and it was meant to make you angry. But the fucking rallies about just, you know, people mm. like what I have to say. They just don't like the word Nazi. And I was like, oh, fuck you. Yeah. Um, yeah. She got what was coming to her in the end. Yeah. Fuck you, Stormfront. Yeah, Again, incredible actress. Yeah. Incredible. Yeah. I was you know, glad it to takes see skill her. to make people hate you. Yeah. Yeah. I was glad to see her come back, even though I, it, it was short lived in season three, but it was, mm. it was nice to see her um, come back. Yeah, uh, Queen Maeve. So we didn't I talk was, about Queen Maeve. Got to talk about Queen Maeve. Queen Maeve. Yeah, I. Oh man, I feel I feel bad for Maeve. Mm-hmm. I do, because you could tell that. Like, I don't know how long she's been a part of the Seven, but you can tell she's kind of over it now. Mm-hmm. And you know, this isn't this isn't really what she wants for her life anymore. But she's so she's in with it now. You know, there's not. She knows there's nothing she can do, and the whole like the thing with the with the girl. Um, and the way the way that they just jumped all over it, you know, to make a media sensation out of it. And she was like, this is just someone that I I like, you know, maybe mm-hmm. maybe, maybe somebody that she loves. We don't know. Yeah. But they fucking jumped all over it and be like, oh, diversity. And we're up fucking three points with this and seven points. It was just sickening. Yeah. But you think, you know what? For people in the limelight like that, you know, people who live their lives in the media circus it probably is like that mm-hmm. you know there's nothing in their life that isn't analyzed and decided whether it's good for their brand or not yeah so yeah, yeah and i think too I feel- in terms of the beginning of like where i think she really started to question i mean i'm sure she was always questioning it but um i think the plane you know like where they yeah really again messed that up to the ultimate and her having to 
abandon everyone, you know, on that plane. I think that was like the beginning of the end for her and like how she was just struggling with that and then compounding, Mm -hmm. you know, her relationship and having that blown up, um, you know, for everyone to become a part of it, you know, which I think is just one of those things, like you said, they, um, they just do things for whatever is going to get them, you know, more, more attention and more money. I, I think it's interesting because it's, I mean, it's quite a social commentary anyway, isn't it? Like the the show Mm -hmm. in general. And I believe I haven't read the comics, but I believe the comics were kind of similar kind of thing. Um, And it is, it is quite a, quite a social commentary and, you know, draws, draws attention to a lot of the, a lot of the issues that we have in government and stuff, but it was so, so surreal to watch those kind of lies being told in real time. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, you cut from like for the plane, for example, you cut from him holding his hand out for Maeve as like literally people are screaming. Yeah. And he's like, yep, come on, I'm leaving you and you're going to go down with these people. And then, like, it literally cuts to the next scene and he's lying through his teeth that, yeah. oh, they got there, like, three minutes after it had gone down and if only they'd been quicker. Yeah. But they weren't because, oh, the mean military won't fill them in. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if they could be part of the military, then they'd have, a, you know, a longer warning time and these things. They could stay. And it was just, you know, you were just like, holy shit, that is yeah. probably really accurate to what happens. Yeah. These things yeah. probably happen. These decisions are made. And then they have like a meeting and someone goes, okay, so this is what we're going to lie about. Yeah. And then these people just fucking come out and lie about it. It's insane. Yeah. yeah. And it's just, it's just, but you know what though? I said, I said to my husband when we were, when we were watching this, when those comics were written, they were probably really edgy and really like on the line of believable. Mm-hmm. You know, and they were really like, oh, you know, Homelander letting a plane full of people, a hundred and odd people die and then lying through his ass about it. That's, oh, no, government wouldn't do that. But it's just another Tuesday now. It's just like it doesn't, it has no shock value anymore. Yeah, yeah, I know. There's a a scene in season three when um, the boys, uh, they're looking for soldier boys, so they're going to... um, like people that were in his, I want to say gang, but that's not the right word. Yeah. His collection payback. of superheroes, yeah. payback. payback. Mm-hmm. Um, so Frenchie and Kimiko go off to track down uh, Crimson. Countess. Is Crimson it Countess? Countess? I had cat yes. in my head. <laughs> cat in my head for some reason. And I was like, <laughs> she came on stage and because we were watching on Prime and not the, um, uh, no, she came on stage and I immediately recognized her. So I paused it and obviously the x-ray thing comes up and I was like, baby, look, 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 look. He's on your show, right? Look who it is. Look who it is. And he's like, who is it? And I was like, I knew you wouldn't recognize her with the mask and the red, but look at that fucking picture. Look who it is. And he was like, I don't know who it is. And I was like, fuck you. It's Andrea from The Walking Dead. Heck you, Karen. So that was very cool. So yeah, uh, Frenchie and Kimiko go off to look for her. And Butcher goes to look for gunpowder. I'm not entirely sure what his superpower is. Um, that really was, wasn't. So Ted and I were like, so can he control the direction of 
Yeah. Gunpowder maybe, maybe itself we should or something. Cause it's like, I didn't know if it was the gunpowder in the shell or, but then it doesn't look like that was something he was able to do when they do the flashback. So I don't know if it's something he, like he can just like maybe figure out the, cause yeah, it was like bouncing everywhere to kind of just do that fun little trick. But I'm like, it didn't match up yeah. with when he was younger. It didn't look like he had any control over what he was doing, just that he liked guns. So I'm not sure um, what his, well it's okay because there's a wikipedia for that (laughs) that's all right so his his powers are weaponry proficiency so he's got a good he's got a good aim so like in that scene when we were like can he bend bullets is it (laughs) what it's not it's just that he has he knew if he hit this here and the bullet would ricochet here and then it would ricochet here and then it would you know, and it was good with geometry too. Face. We'll we'll say that. <laughs> yeah. So and he's got enhanced senses, enhanced sight, and superhuman durability. And okay. he's an expert marksman. Okay. Blah, 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 blah. okay. Anyway, so Billy's Billy's gonna go track him down. And where else would a guy called Gunpowder be but at a fucking gun convention preaching about the like, Second Amendment? And you were allowed to bring guns into that one, which I thought was very interesting. Yeah. But in the NRA, nope, no guns allowed. But yeah, they were like letting him no on, letting Billy through with his with his gun. I'm like, okay, this is how we're playing that. Interesting. Yeah, very interesting. Yeah, but it was just... <laughs> so, you know, like, as I say, when, when this stuff was written, you know, maybe that was edgy. But all I had to say to my husband when that episode aired was, I bet there was a conversation about this at Amazon. Mm. Some people sat around a meeting table and decided if they could air this in light of the recent insert current mass shooting here. Yeah. There was definitely a conversation about this. Yeah. But they're like, that was it. Like, it was fucking, you know, it's just another Tuesday, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It's just another Tuesday. You know, leaders get up on stage and lie through their teeth. You just tend not to see the actual story. You tend not to see the background. Yeah. You know, crazy, um, we're, we're going to say crazy people, and we're not going to put any more names to them than that. Crazy gun enthusiasts mm. who go to conventions, and we're not going to put a political affiliation or anything else on them, just gun enthusiasts. We may be taking it a little bit too far. They go to these conventions, and it's fucking insane. Mm-hmm. Like, that's crazy to me. Just yeah. utterly crazy. Yeah. Anyway. Um, that's yeah, Billy beats the fuck out of him, doesn't he? <laughs> he does. He Billy does. beats the fuck out of him. And so, I think, so I think we've covered and and yeah, Crimson Countess, who's like apparently was Soldier Boy's main squeeze back in the day. Um which is really uncomfortable because I happen to think that actress is really attractive. Okay. So I was like God damn it, there are so many sandwiches I want to be part of right now. Jesus fuck. <laughs> we'll have to make a but diagram. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Just make a Venn diagram of all the people and be like, and I did set myself here and here and here and both of those places. <laughs> so then so yeah, then, there was yeah. So there's that, and then there was translucent, translucent lamp lighter. I mean, they just had little bits, so I, I don't yeah. think you know a lot needs to be said about them. But there's not a lot. The one it was thing interesting. Is, go ahead. It was interesting in in season three. We find out about Black Noir, don't we? Because he's chatting away and he's got his mask off, and then it, yeah. it it turns out that you know. And I was like, that's, that's why quite- he's so. Um, he's so connected to Stan Edgar too. Like it made a lot more sense when you realized how far back, you know, how he was just basically 
I mean, I'm assuming at this point he's lost certain abilities to do lots of things. So it's just that, I mean, I don't know. I mean, when you saw what happened to his brain um, and everything else, I, I think it's just at a very base level, like this is the guy I I report to kind of thing. Yeah. It was kind of, it was kind of sad. Um, I mean, I know he's, mm-hmm. he's an ass, but I was like, oh, he, you know, he didn't like the mask. And then the first thing he did was like, he wanted to put it back on. And I was just like, oh, you know, yeah. So it's, yeah in that moment. Um, and then the government was, people, uh, Grace Mallory. I love that Jim Beaver has a bit as Bob Singer, mm-hmm. um, secretary of defense. Yeah. So I that's a great want thing. it noted here. I want it noted here. My husband has watched all of Supernatural, okay? All 15 seasons. Every single fucking one of them. Even that one that doesn't exist. You know, watch it once, but that's another point. He's seen every one of them. And in season three, like, I probably knew that the character's name was, like, Robert Singer or something like that, but it, mm-hmm. it didn't click for me. So in on season three, there's a scene with him. And in the background, there's, um like, a TV showing, like, a, a press thing, a photo, mm-hmm. and it says, Robert Singer for president. Yep. And I paused it, and I was like holy fuck look at that callback look at that shit and my husband went what and i'm like i think it was like it was like a greater america or something was a campaign slogan and i was like not that the name robert singer for president and i he was still looking at me gone out and i was like he played bobby singer in supernatural you fuck and he was just like oh yeah 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 no he did and then a little bit later on the same thing (laughs) a little bit later on (laughs) Someone called him Dakota Bob. And I was uh-huh. like, holy shit. Fucking Bobby and Supernatural lived in South Dakota. I know. I've got it in a t-shirt. And then I was really disappointed to find out that that was just a nickname from the comics. Because I was like, oh my God, there's so many Supernatural callbacks in this. We can, still say. Just, we can still say that that's a... I'm, 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 I'm taking that, to be honest. They could have said he was from anywhere. Yeah. But no, Dakota. And I'm like, fuck you, I have it on a t-shirt. <laughs> I know he's from Dakota. Well, South Dakota, but you know. <laughs> So no, Bobby, little little cameo from Jim. Well, not a cameo, but um, Jim Beaver. Yeah, yeah. I'm there. hoping we see and more of him because we didn't see a lot of him in season one or season two, which is like a, I think a couple scenes. So I hope I hope we see yeah. more of him. Yeah. Yep. And then um, Stan Edgar, who mm-hmm. conveniently enough is also in Breaking Bad, which I was He's watching. In everything. Was He's watching an awesome guys. actor. Giancarlo Esposito. He's a great actor. He's brilliant. 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 But that was that was kind of cool. I was like. Oh my god, it's the drug lord. It's Gus. What is he doing in here? <laughs> but I, oh, I, I don't. I just know I don't like him. You mm-hmm. know, I can't. Yeah. I can't get a bead on what he wants. But I know that I don't like him. Yeah, yeah. My husband was like, I don't, I don't know if he's gonna last the end of this season. I was like, Oh, you think so? He's like, Yeah. He's like, I think something's gonna happen to him. He's like, He's getting a little too big for his britches. He's like, I don't. He's like, I think something's gonna happen. I'm like, Okay, well, we'll see. We'll yeah. see if something happens to Stan Edgar. Um. I don't know if you want to talk about any of the what the fuck moments, but we could probably just if if we keep going, we're gonna be we're gonna be really we're gonna be long. Yeah, into we're this. gonna be. So let's let's just let's just talk about the character that brought us to start. That, that we this. all we all want to talk about. So here we go. Here we go. Double double spoiler warning. Massive spoilers. If you've seen seasons one and two, but you haven't watched the first three episodes of season three, quit now. Stop. Go watch it come back come back that's important don't just leave come back but you know like here here after there be spoilers so i mean we're all 
we love Frenchie and we love Huey. Do you want to talk about the crazy scene in the beginning though of season three and the I really fucking do. I really do want to talk about that because what the fuck? I swear to God, I paused it and I turned to my husband and I went, they finished filming this show over a year ago. Okay. They finished filming it around like, I was like April, May, 2021, because we all know Jensen Ackles schedule. And he went up to Vancouver in February and he was later than everybody else anyway. And yeah. it finished. He was stuck in Vancouver basically until he finished. Um, and it was like February, uh, April, May kind of time. Um, and you know, so it had been done for like a good year. And I was like, do you fucking know why it's taken this bastard long for this TV show to come out? So they had to CGI dicks for people to walk into. That's why. I don't you know, know if this is a real... Department. I don't know if this is a real thing. I saw something with Eric Kripke showing a smaller model of that. And apparently he said, I don't think this is true, but he said they had to build a like larger model of that somehow i'm not thinking that's true i think they just cgi'd it but maybe it's what he was i guess the walking into part like that's the part but yeah so yeah maybe they had to do do <laughs> do something because it was like it was like texture textured it was, it was what so happens weird. basically guys is there's a soup called termite who can shrink down teeny teeny tiny and the first time we see him is fucking like a barbie doll and then he like I think ant-man grows think ant-man yeah yeah think ant-man basically and then he like <laughs> grows back up, you know, comes back up to normal size, fucks him in the bedroom with with his boyfriend and they're, they're doing cocaine. And then his boyfriend's like, I want you in me. And what what whatever you think that might mean, well, that actually Which is means not what I shrink would, down. And I were like, okay, and, well, we know where this is going. And no. You know what though? <laughs> yeah, because he shrunk, I was like, oh no, there's definitely going to be some butt stuff here. And then it really wasn't. Then it wasn't. And then he shrinks down and he's just like, well, get your cock out and I'll just fucking climb in it. It was weird. <laughs> It was fucking, it was weird. So yeah, I can imagine because he had to like touch, touch the insides. <laughs> Maybe it wasn't in completely CGI. I don't know. But the long and short of it is, because this was just a this was just a cold opener. This was not relevant to fucking anything. They'd done cocaine. He's inside his boyfriend or sex partner. We well, don't the boys know. were going after inside him for cock. something. So they were trying to get some, yeah, some dirt on him. So that was that was the point. They were. <laughs> they were. So yeah, it was. I mean, it was cold in that it didn't relate to anything else, but it like it set up, you know, like where they were now. So it's inside the dick, and because he's doing cocaine, he's sneezing, and then what happens is he sneezes, grows back to full size, and just literally rips the guy apart from the dick outwards, and it's just. So I saw. However, I oh, I I paused it before because I was like, I remembered seeing the bit in the trailer, and I was like. And Ted's like, what? I'm like, oh, this is going to go so bad. <laughs> like, this is going to be so bad. And he's like, and I was like, this is just, oh, man. And then they showed what was left of him. And then oh yeah, he's freaking out. And then Frenchie comes in. <laughs> he just drinks back. <laughs> and Ted's like, this is going to be a density thing. He's like, he's going to be just as dense. <laughs> He's small. And he was like whipping Frenchie around. But yeah, that was, I was so not, it, it, I really do like that the show, it subverts it, right? Like you, you're, you're like, okay, yeah. it's going to go this way. And it did not go that way at all. Um, 
But yeah, that. Do you know what though? First, first show that explodes people into little fucking bits. Mm-hmm. You know, like just vaporizes people a lot of the time. It still manages to make me jump every fucking time. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> every single time. And I like, I have to assume that at some point I'm going to adjust to this. But I've watched like two seasons in like two weeks, and what? then three episodes in one day, and I was still jumping by the end of it. Like people I'm were still getting sure, like, yeah, the head popping in season two. I'm sure that that made you jump because that made me jump. Like because that was like oh, the yeah. first the first time we saw that happen with um with that head popping yeah. of the um FBI CIA I, FBI CIA I can't remember the um the uh, I I like the actress but yeah she uh she yeah had she's a, really a bad demise that way she's a congress a congress person thingy isn't she that does the popping running, running. yes yes it does yeah the she's running for congress yeah and, and then we it, were it trying turns to out figure that, that out too because Ted and I were like okay so she obviously has to have her eyes on the person when she does it because we were trying to figure out the whole scene with the um when they were doing the hearings because they kept switching back to her and Ted's like oh look you know now that when, when once we knew it was her we looked we paid a little bit more attention the second what the second watch and she she has she keeps she keeps trying to make sure she stays in the room even though people are trying to get her out and she's like still like looking in certain directions. You don't put that together until you do the rewatch, which is interesting. Um, no, because at the end, at the end of season two, she she explodes someone, someone. I can't remember who it is. She's talking to someone, and they're in in the office, but she's looking at them yeah. through the window. Yeah, and does the boom thing, and then it becomes really obvious in the scene with her childhood friend. because yeah. um, he he figures out what she's going to do and covers her eyes. Mm-hmm. And then, like, they fight. So, yeah, it was really it obvious. Was it was interesting. <laughs> oh, God. It, she she blew his, like, his jaw off. Uh. And it was, oh, it was grim. Horrendous. Horrendous. Like, really good, but horrendous. But now, horrendous. I haven't stopped jumping at the boys, just exploding people from Robin in episode one. I was like, what? Did you... All right. Yeah. yeah. And just, the reaction is not tempered at all. These yeah. people still exploding. And I'm like, all right. <laughs> god so yeah that was how the boys kicked off we were like well we can see where the fucking budget's gone you know and then it's you know they're all working cia jobs and and everybody's well huey's not miserable but everybody else is miserable yeah 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 um and starlight's at least not in the beginning no she seems quite happy and then then that goes to shit but (laughs) yeah i suppose actually before we before we really get into um season three, we've missed out a fucking key player here, haven't we? We have from season two. Yeah. Becca and Ryan. Yeah. Um yep. and it's it's so really, sweet. really quite quite awkward because one of my children is called Ryan. So mm. that's quite uncomfortable. Uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, so I don't know. Did we ever find out? If it was what happened with Homelander was consensual, or did he genuinely just take her in a room and rape her for three hours? I think for a while they didn't want you to know, but I'm pretty sure it wasn't consensual. Um, the way she talked about it, I think when she found out she was pregnant, then she decided she wanted to, you know, she wanted to raise the the child without Homelander in the pictures. I. I yeah. don't believe it was consensual at all. Um, but they, no. they they made it very hazy for a little while. You didn't know. 
um, what no. was happening so that it's, way. Like all, all Billy knew was that Homelander had raped her and yeah. then she disappeared. Yeah. And we find out at the end of season one that yes, he did rape her and yes, she did disappear, but she wasn't dead. Mm-hmm. She had Ryan, who is Homelander's son, and mm-hmm. the first, well, you he's posted to be the first natural born superhero. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you find out in season three that that's not necessarily true. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and they live like, um, they're like in a safe house, you know, like kind of like, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, big thing. It's It's all fake and stuff, but like, you know, to, to try and give him a sense of normality while still keeping him hidden from Homelander. Um, and But that doesn't work. And Homelander finds them at the end of season one, takes Billy with him as well. So he can be like, ha ha, your wife. Mm. Um, you know, because he's just that kind of asshole. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then season two is, you know, there's a lot of Homelander trying to, to be a parent to Ryan. Um, and I mean, failing miserably at it well yeah because it just becomes about he's my son it's again it has nothing to do with ryan as the as his as a person it's about what what he can do for homelander and how he can fill void Mm -hmm. you know that homelander doesn't even know what he need what needs filling i mean he just he just he's just empty just empty inside i think um not knowing what he needs absolutely yeah and And then ryan yeah Paul Ryan and then like Stormfront comes into the picture and then they decide that they're going to play happy families with Ryan um, and turn up and kind of um, like Becca's kept him quite quite sheltered and quite quite hidden from that like the reality of the world so he doesn't know about like he doesn't know anything about superheroes really mm-hmm. doesn't know anything about homelander doesn't know anything about the world um and and homelander and, and stormfront are like really keen to kind of like push him into the world and you know catch him up and everything like that um and it ends up with homelander sort of taking ryan and showing him that that where they live is isn't a real place it's it's just a fake compound and then to tap into every one of my personal mum issues ever. He's like, I hate you, and mm-hmm. runs into Homelander's arms and they piss off with him. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you have Becca, you know, utterly distraught that he's been taken. And I was like, yeah. I was I was a mess, it was gross. Oh. Um, so yeah, then we we kind of follow Stormfront and Homelander trying to. You know, they're, they're trying to play happy families, but they don't. Well, I mean, Stormfront does. She's had a kid, but mm-hmm. she's, again, not treating Ryan like a child or a person, just like a, just like another object, you know, just like a. A tool for whatever it is that she needs. Yeah. 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 So she's kind of, I mean, not even kind of, she's blatantly manipulating the kid. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think like Ryan's too young to see it and Homelander's too narcissistic to see it. I think he sees it a little bit towards the end, but by then I think it's it's already gone to shit. You know, yeah. it's a little too late. So, and then we have, you know, obviously Becca comes to Billy, um, mm-hmm. who, by the way, Billy had gone gone back to Becca and was like, "Look, I'll get up. You know, like I've got a plan. Like we can leave." And she's all on board, 
And then at the very last minute, she pulls out and he's like, well, where's Ryan? And she's like, well, you're just going to find a way to get rid of him. Mm-hmm. You, know, you, you don't want him. And he's like, no, no, really. I'll like, it's fine. He can come go get the boy. We'd like, we got to go. And she's like, no, you'll, you'll find a reason. And then he says some really awful things about Ryan. Um, yeah. And that's it. And they leave. But then Becca comes, comes to Billy and was like, you know, they, they've taken, they've taken my boy and, and please help me. And he makes a deal with Edgar to um, hide Ryan away from her as well. You know, like he'll go and get him back, but he's not going to give him back to Becca, uh-huh. which is, you know, horrific and fuck you, Billy, honestly. Um, but they get, she comes along anyway um, and they, they get Ryan out and it's, it's all, it's all good. And then Stormfront shows up um, and starts, you know, trying to kill Becca. And, well, then she's a person that he hates and that triggers his powers and he fucking fries her, to be fair. Yeah. And kills his mom Mm -hmm. in the process. And it's an absolutely, I think it's probably gut-wrenching for anybody and I'd be really interested to hear your take Sandra yeah but let's get my little soapbox out as a parent <laughs> I'll put my little soapbox away I hate that phrase no I, as a mom it was just because the scene is it's completely by accident obviously wasn't aiming for her but he can't control his powers properly he was he was aiming for Stormfront yeah um but he's like sort of caught her neck and she's she's bleeding out and Billy goes to her to try and, mm-hmm. I don't know, you know, to, to try and stop the bleeding. I don't know. But he's he's standing there and he's standing on his own and he's crying and saying, it, you know, I'm sorry, I didn't mean it. Nobody's comforting him, mm-hmm. you know. She's mm-hmm. dying, so she's trying to impart her dying wishes to Billy, which is, you know, protect him, look after him. And Billy's obviously focused on her. And you can tell that Ryan just wants his mom yeah but he's too afraid to go to her too afraid that she will be angry mm-hmm. at what he's done and he's just he's all alone in this in they're in the woods and he's all alone and crying and i'm sorry i'm sorry it was just awful well i think the thing that so she awful. says too is like you know her dying breath she's like make sure he understands it's not his fault or don't make him you know i don't want him to hate himself for what you know, for what he did, you know? So Mm. I think that being like one of her, you know, her dying wish too, not just that he's protected, but that he doesn't carry this guilt, you know, with him um, for the rest of his life is very, you know, a very selfless, selfless thing, you know, because all your love is, is for your child in that moment and making sure they're going to be okay. Um. It is. Yeah. It is. And yeah. I don't I don't think any of us truly know how we'd react. Yeah. In in that kind of situation. But I would like to think I would use my last words to reassure my child myself. Mm-hmm. I would want, you know, I I would want them in my arms. If if this is the last time I'm gonna see you, I'm gonna hear you, I'm gonna feel you. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be from across a clearing. I want I want you in my arms. I want you to know mm-hmm. that I don't blame you. I understand it was an accident. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not mad yeah. and I love you endlessly. Mm-hmm. But again, we can always say what we would or wouldn't do in any given situation. But it was, 
I've, I, I did find it really distressing because mm. um, I, I, I carry a lot of, a lot of fear, a lot of trauma about dying young and leaving mm. my children mm-hmm. alone. So there was that. Mm-hmm. And then there was, he's, he's there crying and I'm like, why is nobody comforting the baby? <laughs> Jesus Christ. It was an accident. Will you somebody love that child? And then of course, on top of that, I lost my mum young. So I was like, oh no, his mom. It was just like a whole fucking thing. Mm. And I was sick when I was watching it. So it was really emotional. I was just a fucking blubbering mess of a human being. It was awful. Mm. Oh, awful. And then of course, Homelander shows up um, and he's all, oh, my son and Billy's all like, and you can fuck off all of the way off. No. And Billy takes Ryan and they leave. And I think that's like, that's one of the last scenes in season two, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, they show the aftermath of like what happened with, um, you know, Stormfront and uh, how that affects Homelander and shifts sort of like the power of it because Maeve comes in and is like, you know, if you don't let them leave or if you, you know, I'm going to yeah. release this video of the plane and, you know, us basically just abandoning all those people to die. Um, and so then they have a little bit more, you know, you're going to, you're going to leave Starlight alone and all that. So you see the, you see the buildup of the new relationship that's trying to figure itself out amongst the, the seven or whatever's left of the seven at the end. And, um, yeah, I think Brian goes off with Grace Mallory, um, the CIA, the one who's been working with the boys for a while at least before and then reintroduced and yeah Yeah. and there's um yeah I think that's like the the main the main points at the end of it but yeah that that scene I really liked um it's because they they built it up girls girls do it whatever the whatever the phrase was i i liked seeing all of the girls, females yeah, girls do it better something just, like that just you know girls get it wail, done girls get it, it done girls get it done wailing on um yeah Stormfront and the men just like standing in the back yeah they couldn't do anything anyway girls and just watching um yeah i wish they would have been able to take her out then and there but unfortunately not because then that's what ends up happening later but yeah. um yeah, I think, and I think the guy that got popped by Newman was like he was the head of the church that the deep ended up. Yeah, the creepy of. church culty thing. Yeah, 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 he was. Who also had some, he you was. know, uh, ulterior motive to try to get you know somebody into the seven for their purposes, you know, and all that. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And can I just Again. say, go ahead. No, I was going to say, again, when it was written, like, I haven't read the comics, so I don't know how true to the to the comics the TV show is. But again, when it was written, that was probably considered to, you know, to be really, really deceptive and, yeah. you know, really subtle. And now you're like, yeah, of course he is. Yeah. Fucking Tuesday, motherfucker. Yeah, of course he is. You know, you just, you don't even buy an eye about this kind of shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's like laws being imposed in America based on Christian religious mm-hmm. freedom. Mm-hmm. Um you know, just to uh, just to make it clear, it's actually a right in the Jewish religion to have access to abortion. It's you know, it's fine, um, and they actually acknowledge that you know, for certain situations, it's you know, like a, a, a fetus is genuinely dangerous to the mother's life. 
mm-hmm. and the priority is is the mother and it's you know it is a religious freedom in the Jewish faith mm-hmm. to have right to abortion but no cunts listening to that are they they're like no oh. the Christians don't want abortion so nobody can have abortion nope. so yeah nope. again when it was written probably really thought they were being deceptive and subtle and now I'm like oh that's so on the nose though that's yeah. so obvious so so Damn. so bizarre so bizarre how yeah yeah but then then that leads us up to um billy going to visit ryan you know and Mm -hmm. and you know trying to keep in touch with him which ultimately leads up to one of the genuine worst scenes i've ever seen in any tv show and i've watched the end of game of thrones people and i've watched the end of dexter so i've seen a lot of horrific scenes on tv um but uh it's something something happens um, and Butcher decides that he's not gonna not gonna see Ryan anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's I think it's for Ryan's safety, something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. But in trying to explain to Ryan, like he just they they up and leave very suddenly. Yeah. And Ryan's like, um, where where are you going? Uh, when will I see you again? And he's like, well, n- never. It's not safe. And Ryan grabs hold of him and he's like, you, you promised my mom, you would, you know, you'd look after me, you'd take care of me. Mm-hmm. And um, Butcher says one of the cruelest things I think anybody's ever said to anybody, which is, do you ever think I don't want to look at you after what you did to my Becca? And it's just gut-wrenching. Do you think he did it just to be an ultimate ass? I think he did it to so that Ryan try. would not want to deal with him again. But that just yeah. sets up so many bad things in the future. Like you don't. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Some some people, you know, I can see the logic behind him in thinking that if he hurt Ryan that badly, Ryan wouldn't, you know, keep asking for him, keep pining for him. Ryan would hate him, and I think in Butcher's world, someone hating him is worse than potentially put is better than potentially putting someone in danger. Yeah. But it's so incredibly cruel. Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And he's so and like props to the to the actor that plays Ryan because he does it spectacularly, you know, he really mm. captures the emotion of the moment and you see like his powers start to flare up. Because yeah. now butchers someone he hates, mm-hmm. and it's just, just, it's just, it's awful. Mm-hmm. But it's really good acting at the same time. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of good acting in the show. It I mean, is. They do. They do pull on your. They pull on everything. I think. Um, get all sorts of mm-hmm. emotions going. So we did it again and just kept rambling on and on and on. So this is going to be part one of our two-part discussion of the boys. And I just wanted to let you know that the next episode, part two, will be dropping on Thursday. So if you want to reach out to us, you can email us at idlinginthimpala at gmail.com. On Twitter, we're idling in the letter D, Impala. And to reach out to me on Archive of Our Own, my username is Drasna. My Twitter is skylewrites, S-K-Y-L-E-W-R-I-T-E-S. And you can also find me on sandrakyle.com where you can read some of my original fiction. 
For Carly, everything's exactly the same everywhere, whether it's archive of our own, whether it's Twitter, it is Carly Karma, K-A-R-L-E-E-K-A-R-M-A. So reach out to us. Um, if you haven't already, please like wherever you're listening to our podcast, subscribe, follow, do all the things, and we will revisit the boys discussion part two on Thursday. If three different types of pie can't tear him away from the television, nothing will. God, I hope the movie's done by now. All I know is I am deserving of some hair care tonight. By hair care, you mean running your fingers all through Sam's. Absolutely. Well, baby's back safe and sound, and we've got some boys to see. Thanks for coming along for the ride. Who knows, maybe next time we'll give you the keys to take her for a spin. Where's the pie? Look at these chemicals. You even read the label? No, I read pie. The rest is just blah, blah, blah.